Good evening and welcome to 48 Shades of Football, Korea's premier English language podcast all about the K-League. I'm joined as ever by Mark. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Paul. No phantoms today again? Uh, no, he's at the, uh, 30th, the 37th uh, Asian Racing Conference. In Coex? Uh, somewhere, somewhere, yeah. I, I'm not really sure. I do know he went to the baseball. Uh, the last time I saw him, he was on his way to, uh, to an IBK or some other form of bank, ATM, to get out money for what he said was a bunch of foreigners and some balls. So I think he went to the baseball. Uh, from what I understand. I was, I was actually down in Coex on Monday and I saw the, the racing conference. I, I wondered whether he might be there. But. Yeah, I think he's been there all week. I'm not really sure what he's been doing, but yeah. So hopeful he will be probably, hopefully, joining us next week uh, as we podcast live from our hotel room. Podcast on tour. Podcast on tour, yeah, because we're going to Hong Kong. But anyway, enough about uh, sunnier climbs. You chose I Can See Clearly Now by Jimmy Cliff, obviously because it's been raining so much this week. Now the rain is gone. Now the rain's gone. Although it's just started again. Uh, no, it's, it's to do with VAR. So, if anyone saw the Tegu or the Suwon Bluings versus Tegu game at the weekend, uh, you'll see that the the referee uh, called on VAR a couple of times. Yep, and I was there. At least one of those occasions, he still managed to, well, not necessarily get it wrong, but he was uh, he didn't like to second-guess himself, did he? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll go into it maybe in more detail when we do our reviews of the of, of the games, yeah. But I still went to two games at, at the weekend. If you, if Monday can be included as the weekend, and VAR was uh, more than more than apparent in both those games. Uh, but the one down in Suwon, uh, like the idea of VAR is to give you aid. It's like hence why it's called assistant referee, and how he was able to call on it twice and still make the same ludicrous decision both times, it kind of makes you realise that it maybe isn't VAR, maybe not the VAR system itself that's the problem, but just shockingly bad referees. And even when you t- put a computer in to help the human, if they're still terrible and corrupt, and whatever you want to call them, they're still going to make bad calls, right? You want to start with that game then? Yeah, so I guess we'll review the... The K1 and then do the K2, right? Okay, so K1. K1. Suwon versus Taegu. So this was on the Sunday. Yep. Uh, hot on the heels of John Book Pohang on the Saturday. Yep. So I went down. Uh, I got a, a kind of free a free pass Sunday, which I haven't had for a long, long time. So I, I decided I would either stay at home uh, and catch up on some some movies. Uh, or I would, or I would uh, go down to Suwon, and I probably made the right decision in the end, to be honest. And it finished two 0 um, So one goal first half, one goal second half. Yep. Both of them scored by Wagenino, who I didn't like his actions in that match. Yep. Or what I saw of that match, I certainly didn't like what he was doing yesterday in the ACL. Yep. So. Wagoninho was involved in the two goals and the red card uh, down at the Big Bird on Sunday. Uh, he scored, his first goal was a penalty after Matt German was tripped uh, in the box. You know people can't see your air quotation. Yeah, right? but they can hear my difference in, in, in my inflection, the joys of being an English teacher. Um, and um, 
the, inter- the interesting thing was that Matt was the only person who I think actually claimed foot for anything, but I think he fell over his own foot. I've seen the replay several times. He was tripped. You, okay, he, he was tripped in. So, penalty? Seen him given. <laughs> seen him given. Seen him no given. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't... I guess I wasn't fully paying attention because I was convinced that the play was now in the halfway line when it was called back yeah. uh, for, the, for the VAR. But looking at the Sport TV highlights, I, I mean, I know they're cut together, but... It does look as if there were protests in the box, and it does look as if it was given pretty quickly. But my memory at the game is there was definitely a, a gap between the alleged trip and the referee stopping play to look at VAR. Well, German himself was convinced. And if you look at the replay, you see that the Tegu player uh, goes to clear the ball, but basically ends up just kicking German's foot and he falls over. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I can understand by the letter of the law, I guess it was a penalty, but I think if you're going to go to VAR and look, okay, I mean, maybe maybe we'll, we'll give the, the referee the benefit of the doubt on that one and say that he got it right both times, right? So, see, I'm not sure it was a clear and obvious error. It's one of those where in the heat of the moment, perhaps didn't look like a penalty, and then when he checked it, he said, oh yeah, technically that's a penalty. Okay. But VAR is supposed to correct clear and obvious errors, and I'm not sure that was clear and obvious. Well, I think when we. I want to talk about Bouchard on Monday when we get to the, the K2 review, and that was another example of, of VAR being poorly used, I think. Um, anyway. But anyway, so that was 1 0 half time. Wagon, and you stuck away the penalty. Stuck away the penalty. Pretty sweet penalty. Yeah. Ran away, did some kind of strange goal scoring celebration, and that was that. Uh, just in half time, just in half time, yeah. Um, there was a. I mean, I actually did tweet it as a shocking challenge, um, but when I've seen the replay, basically that him and Cezina uh, were Wagner was running with the ball. Yeah. No, Cezina was running with the ball. Wagner was behind him. So he's in a kind of, at his ankles. Yeah, kind of put his hand back in a kind of running motion, not to do anything. Uh, and Maginino grabbed his own throat and threw himself to the ground, is the way I would describe it. So I would say Cezina was, as you do, you sort of put your hand out to hold off the player. Yeah. Uh, and look, without looking behind him, his hand just kind of went up a bit and tapped Wagonini on the chin a little bit, and Wagonini thought about it. Oh, he said, "Oh, I've just been tapped in the face." Took, took a second or so to process that, and then threw himself to the ground as if he'd been punched. Clutching his throat. Yeah. Um, the referee gave a red card. Yeah. Fair enough. I have no problem with the referee giving Cezina a red card at all. Yeah. He then went to VAR, which uh, again, this is not my. My understanding of VAR is not for things like this. If you think it's a clear red card, it's a clear red card. I mean, I've been in quite a few K2 games where, where the referee hasn't went to VAR for penalties or things like that, right? He's just given a penalty and said, yeah, I'm sure it's a penalty or I'm sure it's a red card, right? Yeah. So quite why he went to VAR for what looked like an incredibly clear punch to the face, right? Yeah. Is beyond me. But he did. When you watch the replay, there is no way you can give a red card for that. It's obvious Cezina did not tap him, and if anything, Wagonino should be given a yellow card for diving. 
Um, but he, he, he doesn't overturn his red card, and he sends Cezina off, much to the annoyance, incredulation, uh, frustration of everyone in Adegu shirt. So technically it was a, a hand to the face. It was a tap. It was an accidental tap. But I, I'm curious. I'm there wasn't enough force to pick a blackhead. I'm curious, I'm not a, a, an expert on footballing laws at all, but could you theoretically say, yes, hand to the face, he has to be sent off, but also give Wagonino a, a yellow card for making the, making the most of it, overacting? I'm unsure, I don't know. I don't know if you can do both, to be honest, but uh, if you can, you should. <laughs> There's my... Because he definitely over, overacted oh, the terrible. hell out of it. And how the referee doesn't see that is beyond me. And the very fact that he did that, for me, is enough to overturn your red card in the first place. Um, because I think looking at that replay, there's nothing wrong with making mis- there's nothing wrong with admitting that you made a mistake. And I feel that VAR is not doing that. VAR, the referees are not for the VAR decisions that I've seen, where things have been overruled, it's been offside. Yeah. It's been where someone else made the mistake, not and, me. And balls. Yeah. And I feel. The referees are using it and are, and are not overruling themselves because they don't want to like, lose face. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so that was it. 1-0 half-time. Diego came out second half. I mean, down to 10 men. Um, it's always going to be a long way back from there. Always going to be, yeah. The 5,332 of a whopping crowd that bothered to turn up um, were on the second half. So, I mean, Dejan played pretty well and then Wagonino... Uh, has scored a second goal. Uh, Connor came in from the right hand side and he bullied the header past the keeper. So, th- this game was obviously sandwiched between the two ACL um, last 16 games against Ulsan. Yes, the one they lost 1 0 in Ulsan and the one they played last night. Which we'll come to in a minute. Yeah. Did the. Was it a weakened team at the weekend, do you think? To, in order for me to answer that question, I'd have to know enough about Sue One Blue Wings and not just that they're playing blue and I don't like them. Was it a weekend crowd, crowd in that everyone didn't go at the weekend but came out yesterday? Uh, looking at the TV pictures, I would say nobody came out last night either. But then again, the conditions, the rain were, were horrendous, was horrendous. So I'm assuming more people would have come last night had it been better weather. So I'll give the fans the benefit of the doubt. There was almost double there than were at Sanju earlier on in the season which was the last game I was at at the Big Bird um, I got down pretty early had a couple of beers in the, in the cafe and made my way in it was a decent enough game it wasn't, it wasn't a bad game to be perfectly honest how did Tegu look? obviously they're struggling along at the bottom oh, they're getting relegated so we've gone from them being having decent performances but being unlucky to them being just poor now I think the VAR, the red card is the kind of thing, that, you know, not to put a football cliche out of my pocket, but, you know, like when, when you're playing poor, things go against you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, that's the kind of decision that you wouldn't see, not to start talking about brown envelopes, but you wouldn't see John Book getting, because when everything's going good, everything's going good. But when things are going poor, those teams seem to get things against them. They hit the bar. They they come up against like fantastic goalkeeping displays, uh, and so on. And I think Daegu are just in that situation now where I don't think 
I don't think they have the rubber the green anymore. I don't think they have the luck. I don't think they have the surprise factor that they had last year. And they and don't I'm, have Evandro. And they don't have Evandro. And I think, uh, or Leo. And uh, I think they're going to really struggle to... I mean, after the World Cup, we'll see what happens. Well, I was just about to ask you that. So, uh, last question about Tegu. Obviously, you're not a Tegu expert, but uh, we've got one more game before the World Cup break. We've got, what, basically two months off. Yeah. Will Andre still be manager when Tegu come back to restart after the World Cup? <laughs> um, All right. Let me. Obviously, you don't know, but if you were the chairman of Tegu, would you replace him during this break, or would you stick with him? I'd replace him. Okay. Weird. He looks a frustrated figure on on the touchline. I'm not one for firing managers. I'm really not. Yeah. But I think I think he was. At the, I think when they made him caretaker manager last year, it was the surprise factor. You know, that he was. He had the teams playing, or the team playing well. I did say uh, after the first game. I don't know if you remember. I, they lost to Pohang, I think. I did say that, yeah, that there was a problem with their front two. That the two new guys, they they wouldn't, that they weren't passing to each other. They had a bit of a problem, like early on in the first half. And I think he, he's he's having to manage issues with the team, issues with like underperforming. And I'm not sure that he's going to be there to, to, to see the job out. If I was a day good chairman, I would probably fire him. Okay. Bring in big Sam Allardyce. Or Moyes. Or Moyes. Or Benga. Or Hong. Or Huang. Or Huang. <laughs> okay. So that was all the, the game I did see. Paul, how about you? That you travelled somewhere, I believe, the weekend? Uh, I went to Chuncheon on Saturday. Okay. In the pouring rain. Uh, Stoke away, you said, right? Stadium with no roof. Were you in the Tempest stand or the main stand? Main stand. Main stand. Because I saw some photographs from the Tempest stand that seemed to be taken by soul fans, but... Okay, uh, anyway. Um, temporary stands are like the home home supporter seats. So. That, that, that's what I thought. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so, you took the lead? Yeah, maybe 15 minutes in. Okay, who was it this time? Quack uh, Tehi. Okay. According to well, at the time, the fans were shouting it was Anderson, but according to the app, it was Quaktehi. Free kick banged in, and he headed it in. Was that just like a lack of belief that Quaktehi had actually connected with the ball, yeah. never being scored? Yeah, uh, well, it's because it was so damn far away. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I haven't been, but I, but, I, but from the photographs, it looked really bad. It's a stadium. It's probably lo- lovely to watch athletics in because it's got a nice background, but it's terrible for watching football. Is it worse than Tanchon? Which is regarded as the worst view in K-League, right? Um, not as bad as Tanchon. Okay. Where is? Okay. Um, so that was 1-0, half-time? Yeah. Okay. Um, red card, second half? First half? Mm, was there? <laughs> I don't know, you tweeted 10 men so... Oh, so. no, that, that was because Park Jong was just useless. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, it, wasn't li- it wasn't literally 10 men. <laughs> okay, I was watching, uh, I was reading your tweets and I saw 10 men so, and I was like, oh, God, red card to so, I wonder who it was. Okay, so you, uh, you did finish with 11 bodies on the pitch. Yeah, so Park... But G- only 10 men. Park Jong was absolutely hopeless for 75 minutes. <laughs> okay. They took him off, brought on Korea's Thierry Henry, Pak Song, and he was actually worse. Okay. Just if I can stop you there, if anyone else was at the game or watched the game and isn't just a pure rabid Park Young 
Uh, fan, will you please tweet us or comment on on our blog or somewhere if Patrick Young actually was useless for 75 minutes? He was. It's un- undisputable. <laughs> okay, okay. But Paki Song was far, far worse. Far, far worse, okay. So, yeah. So, effectively, Solo playing with 10 men. Okay, and it finished? One all. And uh, who scored? Jurici. Uh, Jurici? Okay. Um, Deserve it one all? I think a draw was probably fair, but Sol would be gutted to get sort of 89, eight, was it 87, 88 minutes and concede an equaliser. Okay. They defended pretty well until then. Um, Kang Won hadn't looked that that threatening for most of the game. Uh, Sol had a few chances, and that's that's the thing about Sol is they they get chances and they're like, well, whatever. Yeah. They don't have that kind of killer instinct or desire to. They're quite happy to just sit back at one 0 and see what happens. Okay. They don't have that desire to go on and get the second goal or the third goal and yeah, kill the and game off. Kill the game off. Uh, okay. Very frustrating. Unlike Pohang, who are quite happy to kill the game and John Book. But anyway, we'll get to that one in a minute. Um, what was the attendance like? Sparse, obviously. Okay. Um, I think one bus from Seoul, maybe 100 people, all mostly huddled under the... Uh, they obviously, they've got a big scoreboard under there, which provides some some shelter from the rain, and most okay. people huddled under there. Uh, same for the the Kangwon temporary stand was basically empty, and there's like a small stand on the side of the pitch where everyone else was huddled. Did you poncho it? I did. Okay. Was that your Suho Shin poncho? It was. Oh, fantastic! I've got a spare one if you're interested. Uh, no, I hate them. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, so so if we can put this into perspective, you were. Hwang out, yeah. then Lee in, yeah. super match, everything's okay now, yeah. we're going to win the league. Lee out? Uh, no, I think the, the side are much better and they're much more aggressive now. Um, I don't agree with him just sticking Pak Ji-yong up front, okay. in, which he's done both matches so far. I don't, I don't think Park deserves any kind of deserve to be anywhere near the side at all Okay. and my final question about the game did Egan Ho play? he did he, he was selected, we'll get to that obviously later but he was called up or selected in the uh, the initial uh, World Cup squad not the final one quite yet um, does he deserve the call up? Um, I mean okay I'm, I'm based on me watching 90 based minutes based on 90 minutes no. okay. well no. Okay. If I if I was going to choose between uh, Egan Hall and Patrick Young, then I'd choose Egan Hall. But <laughs> okay. If I was going to choose between Egan Hall and say uh, another veteran, Lee Dong Guk, the Guki, I would I would pick uh, Lee Dong Guk over. Okay. Lee Gun Hall. Seems a strange one that Egan Hall. But anyway, I guess I guess he's. This is still the bloated, like, 27-man squad, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the finalised one quite quite yet. But it cut um, down to 23. Okay. But given the lack of uh, uh, striking power in that... We'll get to that when we get to it, I guess, yeah? When we actually look at the squad. But, yeah, there's a definite definite lack of um, attacking options, a lack of firepower, definitely. Okay, so as we... That, that was on the Saturday, right? Yep. So as we alluded to, there was uh, other games obviously taking place on the Saturday. Um, the big one was at John Jew World Cup Stadium. 
Uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, maybe not as much as some other people did, but anyway, we talked a little bit about uh, John Book not taking the full squad to um, Buriram. To Buriram. I think, I'm right in saying against Pohang, they, they didn't play, they, they didn't fill the bench either, I think. Maybe one, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, big the, the debate about that, obviously, whether John Book were disrespecting the ACL, whether they were just short of players, blah, 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 don't really care. Um, but I they did have a problem with them not filling the bench. It's just limiting their tactical options, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's up to them. Whether they, were they disrespecting the, the ACL? They bought Thiago and Adriano to win it. So, got to imagine that they've not really been disrespecting it, right? Um, but, anyway. Um, they were at home to Pohang. Uh, humped? Thumped? Pumped? In the first half. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those moments that were... No matter, you know, like they asked the question, like, where were you when? Blah, blah, blah. It was one of those moments that I couldn't stop jumping up and down, even though I was on a training course. Uh, I'm no fan of Pohang, but I think, to be perfectly honest, like, I'm no fan of the, the, the K1 being finished before I've even got to uh, dog meat season, right? Yeah. But yeah, it was over and done with two minutes, uh, Kim Sung Day, 21 minutes, Lee Kwan Hyuk, 42 minutes, Sung Sung Min. Uh, 3-0, half-time, Pohang, game over. Um, question, the only question, I don't know if you've watched it or not, but the only question I want to ask is, we've now seen Buriram attack and take a 3-1 lead, blow it in the last minute. We saw Inshon attack them, uh, beat them 3-2. Uh, Tianjin attacked them, beat them in uh, China. Um Suwon surrendered, put out half a team because they were playing against Osan midweek. Do you think that Pohang have shown the way? Like, do you think that Incheon, Buriram, Tenjin, Pohang, do you think it does show that if you attack this John Book team that you actually can can beat them? Do you think the previous you know, like 10 games or so that teams have been showing them too much respect? I mean, do you think there is an idea that, like, it's John Book, oh my God, we can't beat them, let's sit back and try and get a draw? Well, I've not watched John Book much like this, this season. Obviously, I went down to Chonju earlier, and I saw Seoul sit back, and I did, wasn't very impressed with that John Book that day, but they won 2-1. Uh, saw them rip apart whoever it was, they put six past, was that Tianjin? Uh, Kitchi. No, they put, didn't they put six past someone else on the same... Was it, was it? I can't remember. In in China, I, I thought. Okay. Or against a Chinese team. But anyway, the, they've had a couple of sparkling performances in the in the ACL, and a couple of poor ones as well. So, um, I'm not quite sure what the common theme is about all the teams that have done well against them. Though. So, okay. to, to answer your question, I don't know. Okay. But, uh, given that I just said that Eo Young's got Seoul playing a slightly more attacking, aggressive form of football, hopefully we'll see you at the weekend. We'll see at the weekend um, okay. if that makes a difference in Seoul's fortunes against Chumbuk. I mean, I think in the Incheon game, they, they were Incheon beat them, Incheon attacked them, threw everything at them, uh, and Chumbuk didn't didn't like up them as the as the saying goes. And I think it was just the next week they lost uh, to Tianjin, right? When they lost. 5-3 or something with that crazy last couple of minute, couple of goals in the last minute, right? Yeah. Um, 
they've obviously chopped and changed their, their defence through injury, chopped and changed their goalkeepers through below par performances. But I think Pohang taking them apart, regardless of how injury stricken they are, it's still it's still a strong John Book team, and it's still the John Book name at John John's World Cup Stadium. And I think it maybe hopefully shows shows the way for some teams. There's a seven point gap now. It's probably still too big to claw back, but definitely it gives the teams in second, third and fourth maybe a little bit of a glimmer of a hope, right? Could be four points by this time next week. Could be, won't be. Um, so one won't win either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other game on Saturday uh, was Jeju versus Jonam. Yep. Uh, down in the island, and that one finished one out with Jeju with uh, who other but Magno Cruz notching up yet another goal. Um, he made again the K League team of the week. I think he's been in like five of them or something like that. Interesting about that one was Jeju had a man sent off within the first 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, and we still only beat John Am, which I think just sums up how right rotten John Am actually are. But still better than Tegu. Tegu have lost five in a row, but I think it's six. Okay. Um, okay, we move on to the Sunday. As I said, uh, I was at Big Bird 2 1. 2-0, sorry, let's not talk about that one anymore. Uh, the other big game, well not big game, but big, big scoring game was down in uh, Sangju, when also in the first half, Sangju raced into a 3-0, a 3-0 lead. Uh, Hong Chou, Kim Nam Chun and Kim Min Woo yep. putting the army 3-0 up at half time, and then Inchon can fire him back uh, in the second half. Uh, Migoza and Lee Yun Pyo scoring two goals in uh, 10 minutes. But unfortunately, not enough, and Incheon lost 3 2. And the last match was? The last match was uh, Ilsan versus Gilnam, uh, where it finished one each. Another one went with a red card. Ilsan went out to 10 men in the second half. Uh, Ilsan took the lead with a Pank Ilsu penalty, and then Juan Day drinking Soju Fiend Marcao uh, got another goal. I assume that's an Instagram reference, is it? It is indeed. He's been, he posted on, on Instagram today with a crate of Joe and Day holding two bottles of my favourite uh, alcohol in his hands. Uh, he will be interviewed by the podcast sometime soon. Just because of that. <laughs> no idea if he speaks English, but I'm just going to say Joe and Day to him. And we're going to have a bottle of soju. Okay. Um, just before we go into the K2, how did all those matches affect the uh, Prediction League? Well, let's move on from that. Um, you had a good week, did you not? Uh, I didn't have a bad week, but I didn't have as good a week as uh, the other podcast host. <laughs> uh, but I had a better one than the other one who forgot to put his, his predictions in for the fifth week in a row. <laughs> and amazingly, still was more points than Danny. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, the prediction league is up. Uh, it's on the website, for anyone, or, sorry, on the blog, for anyone who wants to have a look at it. Um, it's still modern soul uh, running away with things well not running away with things but he's still at the top I think he's been at the top for every every week bar two or something I think um, so he obviously knows what he's doing um, in terms of predictions second is some guy called De Degu Degu something <laughs> Freak uh, Degu Freak is not second no but a freak with Diego in his name is definitely second. That will be Mr. Paul himself. Uh, so we have basically like, on 99 points we have Modern Soul, on 95 points we have Diego L, and on 89 points in third, the other ACL spot uh, is Diego Freak. 
I would I would encourage everyone who's playing to go into the site and click on their own names because there's some interesting stats that you can see, like wh which teams you predict well, which teams you don't predict well, uh, and you can see a league table of based on your own predictions. Uh, I would encourage everyone not to do that and to actually wait until we blog it during the World Cup weeks uh, and have a look at it then. <laughs> but yes, if you can't wait until Russia, then jump on and have a look, yeah? Um, the, the, the main news, the important news, the only news that matters with the Prediction League is I am above Reverend J. Christ, and that's all that matters, uh, by a point. And he, he's one of only two players who's who's, who, where the league table, according to their predictions, doesn't feature Trumbuck at the top, which okay. means he's not got confidence in his own team. There you go, fantastic. Um, in between me and, and the Reverend is Ferdinand. Uh, who is still still going strong at the top? So yeah, and then after that we have yeah, the Phantom is somewhere down in twentieth. <laughs> okay, on to the K two. Whose prediction league you'd surely do better in than me? <laughs> if we had one. If we had one, I'm not really sure. But I have to be perfectly honest. But um, K two, yeah, it was uh, as, as I keep saying, it's the it's, it's the only league that matters. It's the tightest league in Korea. Um, well, it's, it's a bit looser this week. Um, a little bit, yeah. After Asan inserted themselves in and wiggled around a bit. That's potentially what <laughs> no. someone said. <laughs> um, so, um, we, where do you want to start? Shall we start with the, with the on-course-to-be 2018 champions? The Invincibles. The Invincibles. Uh, Songnam travelled to Guangzhou. I was unable to go due to work, but I did miss a 3-1 thriller as Songnam raced in. Another team that went 3-0 up, um, goals by Murala, uh, Chi Byung Chan and Jung Sung Min before uh, Du Jung Suk pulled one back for Guangzhou. I didn't see any of it, I haven't seen the goals. Um, it's really tough to actually, unless you go on the K-League app just after the game, Finding highlights of K2 is not the easiest thing in the world. Can you not just go on YouTube and type Probably. in both teams' names? Probably. But anyway, if you've not seen it, let's move on to okay. other games you've not seen. Uh, on Saturday, there's only two games on Saturday, yep. but also on Saturday with uh, Dejan beating Anyang. Yep. Beat Anyang 3-2. Uh, two goals by Wesley for Anyang and two goals by Gadoev for Dejan. Okay. Uh, with one in the middle from Shitu. She too. Danny. A. Okay. <laughs> uh, that does actually put Dejan in six, by the way, just, but I guess we'll get to the table in a minute. Uh, on Sunday there was one game, and it was uh, Pusa and I Park playing uh, Seoul Eland, and they beat them 2-0 pretty easily. Uh, Romulo penalty in the 20th minute, and then Han Ji Ho scored in the second half. Okay. And on the Monday, there was two games on Monday. Uh, the alternative view went to to Suwon, Suwon Civil Stadium, where Suwon beat Ansan Gunners 1-0. Um, and I'm sure there'll be a post about that soon. But uh, Bei Ji Hoon scoring the goal. And I went to Buchan to watch Buchan versus the police. <laughs> yeah, I'd assume that was the Phantom. But anyway. It was me. Right. It was myself. The Phantom was... Uh, uh, what was he doing? I have no idea. Not important. Probably Tell taking... us about the match. Uh, what do you want to know? Uh, was it at the new stadium or the old one? Uh, it was at the old one because I have no idea where the new one actually is. 
It's the new one, not next to the old one. That's what I thought, but having been there, uh, they must have covered it in a Klingon cloaking device. Because <laughs> I couldn't see it, that's for sure. You know where we normally sit to have a beer? I, on that, that, that sort I'm of perfectly aware of where we normally sit to have a beer. That big, that big open expanse, I thought it was going to be there. That's what I thought as well. But when the, the junior pitch is still there, and the big expanse is a little bit smaller, but unless it's in amongst all the trees at the bottom... Uh, is, I have no idea what they're building the stadium. And did they have uh, some posters saying when it's going to be open? They had posters advertising games, but not posters advertising the new stadium. But presumably, at one point, they would have said their next home game is such and such a date at such and such a place. Uh, well, the next home game is Saturday against Sowieland, and I'm guaranteed it's in Butchan Stadium. Old stadium. Old stadium, yeah. Okay. Um, it finished 1-0 to the police. Uh, it's a kind of strange game to be honest um, Butcham are pretty poor for most of the game definitely most of the first half uh, the police were they got a penalty um, scored a, I, think, I want to say it was for a handball but I, I can't actually really remember um, uh, not the penalty uh, was Kim Jong-Guk who slotted the penalty home yep. they should have scored just shortly afterwards when they hit the bar. They should have scored again just after that um, when they, he, again, uh, Kim Jong-Guk, I think it was, missed an open goal. Um, so it went in half-time, 1-0. Second half, Butchon came out of their shell a little bit, started attacking, quite a bit, actually. Had the ball in the net from a corner. They had like three corners back-to-back, one in the right, one in the left, and then back to the one in the right. The one in the right came in, the guy volleyed at home, um, from about three yards Butchon fans went crazy they were all doing like kind of singing and dancing routines and all sorts and then suddenly the referee made a made a uh, give us a clue it's a it's a movie charades charades it's a movie it's sign television okay it's a television it's sign it's a movie I thought that's what he did actually he did <laughs> it it's a television sign and next thing we know the goal was chopped off <laughs> no idea why was it a one syllable was it a one-syllable TV show? Uh, well, the Butchon fans did actually think uh, it was number 18 who had scored. It was my standard Butchon, Butchon <laughs> joke. Um, but I don't know why it was chopped off. No idea. There's no, that's the problem with the VAR. There's no explanation, right? It just literally says VAR. Uh, is it Sol they giving me explanations nowadays? Okay. I mean, maybe they did, but very quietly. Um, so, after that, I think that kind of took the wind and took the heart out of Butchon quite a bit, to be honest. Uh, and the game just kind of... Petered out. Petered out, trudged along, finished 1-0, 1-0 with the police. Uh, on the night, police were good for their victory, I would say. So that leaves the table. Uh, undefeated, Songnam at the top on 25. And the playoff spots are Butchon in second on 21, police on 20. And Pusan are now back in the playoffs on 18. Uh, the chance of a sole derby is getting less and less, as Eland are now sitting ninth on only 10 points, and Suwon climbed up one spot up with their victory over Ansan. So again, Ansan bubble pop probably burst, and Songnam looking looking good for it until they lose on Monday. Okay. Um, right, shall we move on to the World Cup squad? Yeah, it's the World Cup squad. So we mentioned that Egan was there, obviously. We talked about him. So, so this is not the final 23, right? This is a, 
slightly expanded, 27, yeah. 28. Yeah. Uh, Egan, who's there? Egan, who's there? Any other K-League players? Yes, indeed. Uh, one from the Invincibles is there. Okay. Um, so Songnam's very own uh, Yoon Young Sun has made it. Yeah. Um, so the goalkeepers are Kim Sung Gyu, uh, Kim Jin Hyun, and Cho Hyun Woo. Yep. So two from J League and one from K League, I guess. Yeah. Uh, interesting names in, as I said, in the defence we have uh, basically Yoon Young Sun, uh, Kim Jin Soo, Hong Cho, and Go Yohang, Yi Yong. Uh, making some interesting names in midfield obviously Ki uh, Kwon Chang Hoon Ju Se Jong is there so you've got someone to cheer I'll call your hands to cheer no, I'm just saying someone else did I miss the word else off sorry Ku Ja Cho obviously because he's like just amazing whatever uh, and the interesting one is Yi Chong Yong who Which has played bench warmer. who has probably played less minutes this season than he has had birthdays. <laughs> okay. Okay. And up front we have the rookie, Song Young Min, Huang Hee Chan, and as I said, Yi Ho. Okay. So the controversial one is probably, well, there's two, right? There's Yi Sung Woo uh, and Yi Chong Yong. Okay. So Yi Chong Yong, having played zero minutes, no stars, I think I'm right no, no stars, right? This year, at least. Um, but very, very little, very, very few minutes, the very, very little action. So we're going to treat this as a debate where you're going to say why someone shouldn't be there and I'm going to say why they should. Yes. Okay, so Yi Chung Young, why, why shouldn't he be in that squad? Hasn't played enough. Okay. Uh, I don't think he should be in the squad based on experience alone. Yeah. Because I think they, that, that makes sense if it was Yi Dong to be honest. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other older players out there that I would select as well. But Yi Chung Yong has had as much game time as Chad Um There's no, I don't see why we're taking him. Okay. Um, so for me, yeah, don't see why he's there. Uh, Egan Ho. I don't think you can say that Egan Ho has had a better season than uh, Kim Sung Bae or Pohan. Yeah, okay. Um, or Ju Min Gyu. Who's injured. Who's injured. But then again... He can hope he's well been injured for all he brings to the team. Um, in defence, Go Yohan, really? He seems to be a bit of a favourite of Shin Taeyong. Yeah, he does, right? Although he doesn't play in defence at all, he plays in midfield nowadays. So. Okay. We all know why Yoon Young Sun's been picked, so we don't need to talk about that one. Um, Second division player, it's a bit controversial. But anyway, can you, can you uh, limit your, your, your sort of controversial choices to three? Okay, Yi Chong Yong. Yeah. Yi Gun Ho. Yeah. And let's go for an E double, an E treble, Yi Sung Woo. Okay, why, why shouldn't Yi Sung Woo be picked? Ah, I, don't, I don't see he shouldn't be picked. I just think it's controversial that he's just a kid, right? Yeah. Um, but you're supposed to be the, the against. Okay, in that case, uh, against, the only ones I'm against is Yi Chong Yong and Yi Gun Ho. I agree with the rest of the squad. Okay. Um, Yi Chong Young, he plays in the Premier League, obviously, he doesn't play too much. Uh, one of the criticisms of England team is that all the players are knackered after playing a full Premiership season. 
he's not going to have that problem at all. He's going to be fresh as a daisy. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> point. Week in, week out, he does watch a bunch of players who will be at the World Cup, so perhaps he can provide some insight onto players. He's obviously got experience. There's a lot of young players who perhaps haven't played in the World Cup before. He's one of the players that maybe can add something, uh, and he does have the experience to offer to other players, so therefore he should be in the squad. Okay, Egan Hall. No, I can't argue for that. Same. Uh, okay, okay. Same argument, I guess. He was there. He was there four years ago, right? He was, he was in the World Cup four years ago. Scored a goal against someone. <laughs> Did he score against was he Algeria? Did he score against Russia? Anyway, you can all be in the World Cup. Uh, it's put overseas, but on current form, I just don't think it's good enough. Uh, I'm not against taking young players like that. We said in in previous podcasts we've talked about Seoul having a lack, uh, sorry, Korea having a lack of strikers. So why don't they uh, promote one of these really young guys to the, the senior squad? Yeah. So these are young players that if they were playing in England, like Rooney, Rooney or Owen, both made their debut when they were about what 17 or so. Yeah. So why not? If they're good enough, why not? I don't have and a problem with him. In, in a squad of 23, there's going to be, what, four or five players who are going to do nothing anyway. So, so blood them, give them the experience of going to a big tournament. It will help them in the future. Um, but, right, we, we, we both feel that Egono sh- perhaps shouldn't be there, but who would you take instead? Uh, I would take, instead of Egono, I would take uh, Ider from Songnam. <laughs> no, okay. Instead of you can hold, who would I take? Um, Dong Chan. <laughs> no, I would. I mean, what's his face? Wasn't there? But I, um, was, I just said, well, Kim Sung there. Weijo. Yes, Wang Yijo wasn't picked. Was I was surprised that because he, he's been he's been doing quite well in the J League. Yeah, he? he has been scoring goals for Gamba, so I was quite surprised that Weijo didn't make it. To be honest, I, I, yeah, I would probably have Weijo over you can hold. And then instead, instead of Yi Chung Yong? Instead of Yi Chung Yong, uh, I would have. That's a good one. Instead of Yi Chung Yong, uh, maybe take a, another midfielder from somewhere. There's a couple of, like. Korean instead of Yi Chung Yong, I'd probably take another attacker. Ji Dong Won? Yeah. Ji Dong Won, probably. Or who was the other European based player that people were upset about missing out? Whose name escapes me right now? Yeah, so I think it's more just the fact that you can already tell that the World Cup squad is going to be Son heavy. Yeah. So all tactics will be Son heavy. It's going to be like Son up front. That's it. Son, 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 Son. But isn't that blindingly obvious? So if they if if the opposition double marks Son, career are going to be screwed now. But yeah, but I mean, Son can be your. I mean, every team has their superstar, right? But it doesn't mean to say that. You, he's the whole focal point of your team, and that you don't actually take a plan B. It's, why was the rookie taken? Come on, he was taken to bring on with five minutes left because he's six foot three or something, right? So they're one 0 down, five minutes left. Bring the rookie on, start pinging high balls in. That, that, that's it. Like, there is zero, zero uh, imagination in this squad. That, that, that. Now the thing is, I do believe I'm Scottish, and I really don't think I should be arguing and criticising. You know, like people who are Korean who have a, who have more of a vested interest in in the squad, but I do think if you're going to criticise it, I would say it is a very uh, like 
unimaginative squad. It's, it's very obvious his tactic will be give the ball we saw in, oh that's not working, bring on the rookie and ping high balls up. That that is the three games that they're going to play because that is probably all they're going to play. Okay, uh, I've got a question for you. Yang Han Bin should have been selected as a goalkeeper. No? Yes. <laughs> what? You, you, that was surprising. No, I, I expected I, you to to, uh, to debate that. Uh, no, he's the best goalkeeper in the, in the K League this season. He's the best goalkeeper in the country this season. Uh, why is he not there? Better than Shin Hwa Young. Uh, yeah, because he's kept he's kept so many a game, right? I mean, he kept uh, against Stromberg when it was two one. Could have easily been four or five one. To I, th- be honest. I think if you look at what you'd expect from Korea. Uh, if, if, if I was going to criticise Yang Hanbin, his distribution's not very good, but his shot stopping is excellent. And if you go, if you assume that Korea are going to be one of the weaker teams in their group, and they're going to be peppered with shots, especially from Mexico and Germany, then you would probably want a, a really good shot stopper yeah. in goal. And I think he would fulfil that criteria. Yeah. He's very brave, so uh, I don't really understand why he's not even being mentioned as a possible contender for a World Cup place. Yeah, I mean, there was talk that. That when Dongjun got injured against Eland, that that ruined his chance of a World Cup place. So I think probably his performances this season ruined his chances of a World Cup place. <laughs> um, I don't think it was his injury, to be honest. But um, Yang, yeah, I'd, I'd have taken him. I'd have taken him over uh, Kim Jin Young. Uh, seems to get picked and has been picked for the last like what. Five, six years? Five years or so? Okay. So anyway, but who knows? Maybe maybe Shin knows better than me and maybe Egan will pop up with another World Cup goal. Who knows? So they only lose 5-1 against Germany. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to lose to Germany anyway, but I think Sweden are potentially beatable and Mexico, nobody knows, right? Indeed. Indeed. Well, the other thing is, my I will be torn because... Uh, when they play Sweden, they will be playing against uh, Celtic's right back Mikael Lustig. So I will be torn as to as to who to support. Uh, and who made the World Cup out of Scotland's group? Not Scotland. I know that, but I mean, do you, will you be supporting anyone? So, would you support the team that effectively knocked Scotland out by winning the group or finishing second in the group and going through the playoffs? What England? Was it? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> was it England and Scotland in the same group? I forgot. I literally can't remember, even though it was like six months well, ago. Well, we did play you on my wedding night. That's true. And we drew two each, so I'm going to assume that was a World <laughs> Cup qualifier, dude. Okay. So, I'm going to assume that I will not be supporting the team that won the group, right? <laughs> so no, I, look like a, I look like an idiot, don't I? <laughs> don't worry, it's not a video podcast. Okay, um, so... So you'll not be supporting England then? No, I won't be supporting England. I'll be supporting ABE. Anyone but. Um, okay, I will, be, I will be going to... Well, actually, that's going to be interesting because I've been down to City Hall recently and I don't imagine the games are going to be... Obviously, I've been there. But I don't imagine the games are going to be shown live there because, you know, like, they're trying to keep City Hall... They've got, like, the, the unified map, which is just there to stop the protesters camping in, in, in the middle square. So unless they're going to start building TVs pretty soon, uh, I'm guessing it's going to be at Quantum Moon Square again, 
So uh, I will be there. I will be watching it at Kwangamun. Anyone is welcome to join. I know what the alternative is. So if you want to come and join me for an actual decent night of watching Korean national team, I'll be uh, watching it live with the Korean fans. Not an to one. I'll be at Guangaman too, probably. Okay. Even for the ones that are in the middle of the night. Yeah, I think the first one is like, I'm not sure the kickoff time, but I'll be, I'll be all three of them anyway. Okay, sweet. I'll be following all the way to the final. Yes, all the way. Uh, Korea England final. <laughs> <laughs> and where do your loyalties lie there? Uh, England. <laughs> yeah, right. Korea. Okay. Um. Anyway, before uh, we get to watching the the World Cup, uh, obviously there was another uh, continental competition that uh, finished the the knockout stages before the World Cup this week, and, and that was the ACL. We had uh, John Book at home to Buriram after losing three two. And we had uh, Blue Wings at home to Ulsan on Wednesday after losing 1-0. Uh, do you want to take us through those games? Did you watch them? Did you take us through the scores? Uh, I watched most of the Suwon game last night. Okay. Um, but we should start on the Tuesday. Obviously, Chumbuk playing at home. Uh, they were 3-2 down, but they turned it around. One t- they won 2-0 on the night to win 4-3 on aggregate. Yeah, one goal each half, right? Uh, yep, but the, the first goal from Lopez was quite early on, right? So... Second goal was from Lopez. I think second goal was from Lopez, yeah. I thought it was the first one from Lopez. Do you want to check? I will check. Uh, did, you didn't watch this at all? Uh, I Actually, I, I have a, not much time in my evenings this week because I've been kind of busy doing other, other work-related stuff, so I didn't actually get to see it at all. Uh, I was out on my bike, cycling 100 kilometres, so I didn't watch it at all either. Okay, but I did see the score. The other game on that, that night um, saw... Um, Guangzhou draw 2 all with Tianjin at home which put them out on away goals because the first leg had drawn 0-0 um, the, the, the other game uh, on yesterday saw um, what happened Shanghai beat Kashima 2-1 yep. but they'd lost 3-1 away in Japan so they went out 4-3 on aggregate yep. um, in West Asia uh, we've got two teams from Qatar and two teams from Iran that have come through, so none of the big Saudi teams made it. Okay. So, have you found out what, who scored for Chumbuk now? Yep, it was Lopez in the 18th minute, <laughs> and uh, E.J. E. Sung the second uh, in the 84th. So all that kind of killing time just to prove that I was right anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you're always right, even when you're wrong. So Lopez scored after 18 minutes, which would have calmed... Chumbuk fans' nerves because they were effectively throwing away goals at that point, but they wrapped it up in the second half, uh, leaving Buriram needing two goals to go through, uh, and they didn't even get one of them, so okay. no idea whether it was a good performance or a nervous performance. Uh, if we move on to Suwon, which I did watch most of, they won 3-0 in the end. Um, I have not seen a worse game of football from a Korean team for a long time and that's saying something given how much I've watched Seoul Ulsan were absolutely poor so I, I, I had the second half on uh, while I was working um, and that was so I understood if Ulsan played it the same way first half I, got, I would get it because they were 1-0 up you know, sit tight defend, hold the lead for 90 minutes, not my tactic, but whatever. 
But um, second half, when they had, because it was two and a half time, right? Yeah. So second half, when they had to score, uh, they were woeful. They were terrible. They did nothing. They did get a penalty at 2-0, which was more through chance than anything else, to be perfectly honest. Like, um, like you know, as in, it was, a, it was one of their only attacks of the game. Um, but yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible performance, terrible tactics. We talked earlier about what we see Andre uh, after the World Cup. What we see. You don't know his name, do you? I do. <laughs> the joint top goal scorer, a joint top consecutive goal scorers, uh, Kim Dojan, Kim Dohun. Um, will we see him after the World Cup? <sighs> well. Just, well, <laughs> yes, of course we will. Okay, so you think Ozan will keep him? Yes. Okay. But um, just, just to get on to your point, I, I watched, I think I, it was 10 minutes into the game when I switched it on. Ozan um, were holding their own, Suwon looked nervous, but after um, the first goal went in from, what's his face, Kim Goni? Yep. Uh, Ozan so, uh, basically fell apart and they conceded another one within like two or three minutes after that. Team player? 2-0 down. Ulsan know they just need to score one goal. Um, so the first the first goal was I think was a, a set piece floated in headed in at the back post. Second goal was a corner. He took it down as two Ulsan defenders advanced on him. He spun around and shot it into the net. Um, Ulsan completely shell shocked and really fell apart from there. Um, second half there were so many missed passes. They were passing it and. Wayward passes, passes going out for throw-ins, passes going to no one, passes going straight to Suwon players. Uh, Orsh had a bit of a mare. Also, the Ulsan players were kind of standing around next to each other, so they were, they were passing it literally one metre to the guy in front of them and passing it back. Yeah. Uh, it was oh, just terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, Wagonino, I don't want, really want to talk about it. He, he was diving about all over the place. He was, actually, but what I did see. Um, I don't... Uh, I thought when he was playing for Puchon and uh, was it Pusan last year, he looked like a decent player, good goal scoring abilities, but I do not like his kind of attitude at all. So, what did you make of the penalty? Good save, bad miss. Um, it was a powerful penalty, but it was at a perfect height that once the goalkeeper got the right direction, he was always going to save it, right? I mean, it, it was a one-handed save, but yeah. I did see that at the Phantom, I was like, you know, good save, but perfect height. It was what, maybe, a, by, the time it, by the time it got to the goal line, it was what, a metre off the ground and a metre inside the post, so, yeah, so. as long as the, the goalie goes the right way, he's always got every chance of saving it, and he did. Okay. Uh, no qualms with the penalty being given? Um, Suwon were protesting a lot. They were indeed, but I think he, I can't really quite remember it, but it was Richard, right? Yeah, he was shoved in the back. Yeah, it? Oh, it was a clear two hands. Yeah. yeah, two hands definitely. in the back of it. Yeah, so clear two hands. Ob- obviously, I suppose that he felt the hands in his back and mm, went over more more violently than. I guess if he'd been in def- if he'd been the defender in that situation, he would have stood up and made every effort to get the ball. But as as he was in the opposing or in the attacking side, he just went over. But I think if you compare that with Wagonino, there there's no comparison. Like Wagonino's red, ca- you know, like the Wagonino's fall, dive for Sassina's red card and Richard's fall for the penalty are not comparable Like there was two hands clearly on Richard's back there was a slight 
feather touch on Wagarino's chin, I don't think they're comparable. Uh, I know that you weren't comparing, I'm just saying, you know, like, for, for anyone who's listening, thinking, oh, but surely it's the same as our one. I mean, they were completely, utterly different. Um, Orsic missed the penalty. Um, last thing he'll do in a no-sun shirt? No. Yeah, presumably he'll play this weekend. You'll play this weekend, yeah? Second last thing he'll do in a no-sun shirt? <laughs> you're, you're looking at me like you know something I don't. Um, Rumours are that he's not particularly happy. So he's coming to Seoul? I don't know. It's don't the know. player that Seoul fans think should have been signed last, at the beginning of last season. Uh, he's been okay. I mean, he was a great hit at John Am, but um, I'm not sure how good he's been at Osan. I'm not sure if he thinks he should be playing. In, I mean, he's top six in Champions League and FA Cup final. I don't really know what more he thinks Osan are capable of achieving to be perfectly honest, but rumours are that he is not happy with where his career is progressing in terms of silverware, trophies and prestige. Okay. So whether he'll leave or not, I guess we'll find out pretty soon. Okay. Um, obviously it finished 3-0 in the end uh, with Wagonino scoring right at the death. Another horrendous mistake by the Ulsan defender as he received the ball and tries to dribble it out, but he kind of miskicked it and passed it straight to Wagoninu, then ran on and scored. Yeah. Uh, probably a goalkeeping error as well, because the, the goalie kind of seemed to have it covered, but let it in anyway. Um, yeah, finished 3-0. I think you, you said earlier that in the second half, Ulsan didn't really look like they were going for it. And I think they knew they only needed to get one goal to go through, right? Because yeah. if, if they'd have lost 2-1, they'd have gone through on away goals. And I think they were too scared of chasing the game too much in case what would happen happened that yeah. the two would get the third. So I can kind of understand why they were being a little bit um, conservative. But, but it was too much. But yeah, they, well, <laughs> if they had been playing well, like passing it around and just keeping possession, and, and uh, then I would have understood. But they're playing so poorly that you think they would uh, actually try and do something right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they've so given that guilt guilt edged opportunity and, and wasted it. So, so draw next we- is next Wednesday, but we have uh, John Book and Subon in the final. Uh, in the next round, sorry. Quarterfinals. Uh, quarterfinals. Re- regional semis overall quarters. So um You wanna see them play each other to get one Korean team guaranteed through to the, the regional final? Or would you rather they play the, uh, the Chinese and the Japanese team to get both of them a chance to go through? I'd rather play the Chinese and the Japanese team, to be honest, because I think I'm no lover of Suwon, but I think mentally Suwon have lost that game if it's John Book in the next round. Okay. I think they've mentally lost it. The way they, they saw sent his team out to play down at Jonju, like, like a few weeks ago, if they had to draw them, uh, I think the first game was in August. It, 1899, I'm not really sure. Uh, if they drew them, I think mentally they've lost it. But I think if they got them in the next round, when there's been more game time between, <coughs> you know, like the teams and stuff, maybe John Book's poor form, like not poor form, but maybe John Book's vulnerability in the K League will continue. Then I think Subban might have a chance uh, in the in the regional final. But I think right now, if Subban got John Book, they would lose it easily. And obviously. The other two teams are the, the two teams that finish second in, in their groups, right? Uh, yeah. Suwon and Kashima 
uh, Chumbuk and Tianjin. Yeah. So they've all played each other twice already this season. Yeah, so I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, as I said, the, the draws next week. We'll cover it uh, next in, in our next podcast, perhaps. With, with a special a podcast special. Not a podcast special because I'll be at a race course half drunk. But uh, but yeah, I'm sure we'll cover it next week. But I would like to see them kept apart. Okay, that's my own preference. Okay, winners and losers. Uh, the lose was obviously Ulsan's manager. He's going to take a lot of flack for that performance yesterday. No argument for me. And not being able to switch up or, or do any... Like he, he didn't... Uh, so I was watching the match, listening to the commentary, and they did say that Ulsan had this guy on the bench who can come in and switch it around, because in the first leg they brought someone off the bench and he'd scored within 30 seconds. So this guy came in and he did absolutely nothing. And then with 10 minutes to go, they said, oh, Ulsan are making their third substitution... They're bringing on this guy who can play either as a centre-back or as a striker. And the, the commentator was talking about himself, which do you think he's going to play this, this time? Well, well, obviously he's going to go up front. They're not, going to bring off, they're not going to bring on a centre-back, right? But he did go up front, but he didn't really do anything. So uh, the commentator seemed to be of the opinion that the substitutions that Ulsan made were made with a view of changing things around and trying, to, trying something new, but it didn't really work. And so, um, Ulsan was so poor overall that, yeah. Okay. Who's your loser of the week? I have to agree. Osan fans, Osan manager, Osan team, uh, Osan the club. Uh, they went out with less than a whimper. I think I didn't see it, but from what I've read, I've read enough on online from our chat there. That was a game that they should have definitely tactically prepared for and played better than they did. Um, so, I mean, obviously. I'm not saying if they changed their tactics, they'd have won it, but I do think that it was a pretty poor, poor. But uh, what, what I saw of the second half, for a team that should have been all out attacking to try and win the game, get that single goal, um, I feel if they'd scored the penalty, it would have been uh, a rather, rather unfortunate and ill and not really deserved, to be honest. My losers would be anyone who is an OSAN fan or associated with the club in any way whatsoever. Um. After that, because they were struggling in the group at one point, weren't they? So yeah. To get that far, they would have been. Away. Yeah, and then throw it away. Yeah. Okay. So who's your winner of the week then? My winner of the week. Um, I'm going to stop saying song now because I feel that it's getting boring now. So my winner of the week is going to be um, Suwon FC. Getting a, a long overdue win. A long overdue win. Though they probably have deserved something in the last couple of games uh, and I also want to say one of the week is for two reasons one getting the long overdue win and two for their fan service they've been poor uh, they're not where they expected to be they're, they're not where the manager wanted them to be they spent a lot, a lot of money or they brought in a lot of players in the, in the close season and they've obviously underperformed but they've still amazingly taken so much time yeah. to kind of meet, meet young fans and stuff and I just feel that that out of the clubs, they, 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 a lot of the K1 clubs could, could, could take a leaf out, out of their book in terms of professionalism and, and kind of recognising the fans. So my winner of the week is Subon FC as a club and the fans, players, everyone around them. Okay. Um, I think my winner will be Sojong Won, Subon manager. Okay. He's taken a lot of flack from people about his um, poor tactics, for example, in the recent Super match. Uh, he got his tactics wrong and 
ended up losing. But yesterday seemed to... Uh, obviously, we can't know how much of that is down to Ulsan doing poorly, but Su- Suwon were pressurising Ulsan throughout the match. They got the goals when they needed them to settle their nerves and threw with a 3-0 win. Can't argue with that. Okay. Okay. So that, that brings us on nicely to this weekend, the final round of K1 fixtures before the World Cup. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll go through them and give us your, your predictions. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming you'll be going somewhere on Sunday. Yep. Okay. But anyway, on Saturday we have uh, Gyeongnat with two games on Saturday. Uh, these are also the last of the early ish kickoffs when, uh, after the World Cup, I think. They'll be on summertime kickoffs, right? Yeah, evening okay. kickoffs. Because I mean, definitely the K2 is moving to that next weekend. Uh, so we have Gyeongnam versus Gangwon. Uh, score Wait, draw. Is fourth versus eighth. Score draw. I'm going to say home win, Markau. The soju works wonders. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have the game that probably no one will bother looking at, tune into, or even go to. Sangju Cheju. Uh, no, worse. Uh, Jonam versus Daegu. Okay. Which is a 10th versus 12th. Um, that will probably be a home win, just about. Uh, and we go for nothing East draw. Okay. To be honest. Um, Sunday, we have four games on Sunday. We have 2pm kickoff of Incheon versus Ulsan. Score draw. Uh, yep, I'll go with that one. Uh, Sangju versus Jeju, also 2pm. Um, score draw. It's hard to predict. High score draw, I'm going to say that one. Five all. Yeah, I was going to go for four each, but okay, we'll go for fives. Uh, four p.m. kickoff. So we're getting beat by John Book at four p.m. Uh, it's probably going to finish two 0 to John Book. So we'll score two one. Okay. Okay. And uh, the final game, uh, Pohang versus the Blue Wings. Um, I don't know because Pohang yeah. is quite difficult to predict. So, but I'm going to say that's going to be a home win. Uh, score draw. I don't know. Away win? Not an away win, but maybe a score draw. Okay. Maybe a score draw, yeah. Okay. And then, on to K2. Um, and it's really strange that the K2 seem to be... Um, I think we have two games again on on a Monday, I think. It's kind of weird, but anyway. Um, so, obviously, like, tight league. Got a little bit of a gap now that, um, that Butchon lost, but anyway... Uh, on the Saturday, we have Butchon versus Eland. 7 p.m. kickoff. Ah, so this weekend actually is the first weekend of the of the uh, evening kickoffs. I, I hope that's going to be a home win. I've put my elimination game hopes on Butchon winning. Uh, anyway. Can't see it being. I can't see it being anything but away win. Even even though I watched them on Monday, Eland are not going to go to Butchon and win. I don't think. Uh, also on Saturday, we have Asan versus Dejan. Home win. Home win, yep. On Sunday, we have just a one game on Sunday. That's Anyang versus Guangzhou. Away win. Yeah, definitely the day of the week. And on Monday, we have two games on Monday. We have Busan versus Suwon. Uh, home win. Yeah, unfortunately for Suwon, they're meeting a team that's in pretty decent form. So, yeah, it's a shame that they're, meeting, that they're, that they're traveling to Busan after, after that win. But anyway, I, I would agree with that home win. And then it's Antan at home to the Invincibles of Songnam. They're invincible at the moment, but next week they won't be. Antan to win that. Uh, I'm going to say one each. Finish one each last time. Okay. Okay. Which brings on to an outro. An outro, it does indeed.
something about Invincible? No? I don't know. You, you chose it. No yeah. matter what I say, you just override it anyway. I was, I was, I was going to go with some K-pop, but... Um, yeah, so obviously the World Cup squad was announced this week. Mm-hmm. Some people's names were on the list, and they will be going to Russia. Some people's names were not on the list, therefore they won't. So if your name's not on the list, you're not coming in. Perfect. Your name's not Danny, not coming in.